welcome to another edition of Digging Deeper with Brian Hale. Brought to you by Hale Multimedia, website and mobile app development for over 25 years. That's HaleMultimedia.com. Now listen in and join me online at DiggingDeeper.us. Digging Deeper today is going to bring us an important story about Alaska and the weather. Oh yeah, you're right. And it's good to have you here with us. We have a special guest in the studio. And Andy's also with us here too. Hello. What are we talking about there? Oh, there was some report about owning the weather. Owning the weather? Yeah. Well, I know you did an article and it's right on our blog, diggingdeeper.us. Uh-huh. Go to articles. Right. So you know most about this, but... I, I know you can bet, like, if it's going to be a bad winter in Florida and all the oranges are going to die, you can bet on frozen orange juice futures. <laughs> right. And so I, oh. I think this is something about betting on a drought or there was heat waves or heat domes or something. And so oh, there, now you sound like a climate change believer. Well, there was, there was speculation about uh, a volcano in, in Hawaii that was mm-hmm. really close to this geothermal plant. And that was a story. I, I think this recent... Like the 10,000-year volcano or something in Iceland, whatever it was, like from mm-hmm. Christopher Columbus times or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we've got an exciting story today about uh, climate the harp change? or something. Yeah, well, climate change is what I started looking into. Because, you know, none of us believe all this BS about... Oh, climate change is real, and cows and, and cars are causing us to have these thin ozone layers, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. There have been cows for millennia on this planet. <laughs> and and they're not causing holes in the ozone. Come on, people. Let's be realistic about this. But Yay. guess what? Guess what? I did realize that climate change is real. Yeah, that's a thing that I had a hard time admitting, and that's the way I was going to intro tonight, is uh, that's the, from me, a climate change denier. I'm not, first of all, I know climate changes. That's a natural process. The climate right. changes, duh. That'd be like, is the weather still the same? No, it changed. Yeah, of course it changes. It yeah. always changes. But they were saying it was man-made, that man was responsible for changing it, and I always denied that because... I did not realize. I completely underestimated man's desire to play God because mm-hmm. they want to be able to control the weather. And Andy's report proves without a doubt that they've been doing it since the 1800s. Tell us about Tesla. Yeah, actually, the first indication of weather modification um, was there was a researcher named Nathaniel Shaler, who is a Harvard geologist. And in 1877, he was the one who first proposed weather modification. Oh, we've got to make it rain, right? Um, By the 1950s, 10% of the U.S. was already under commercial cloud seeding operations. Do you know what they throw in that seed to make it rain? Do you know what it is that they throw throw in the clouds to make it rain? Uh, Silver oxide? Silver iodide. Very good. Yes, silver iodide. They started with dry ice. And then they figured out 
that silver iodide actually works better. Is this like a whole silver dollar worth of silver, or like? I don't know. It's nanoparticles. Oh, <laughs> ten silver dollars per acre. <laughs> I don't. But it does. What it does is it causes the cloud to freeze enough to make the water droplets heavy, so that it rains. I I know I have a friend in northern New Mexico that always accuses the Air Force Base in southern Colorado of doing things. Mm -hmm. So I could see them manipulating the weather in southern Colorado, say they would have more flight days. Mm -hmm. this, right. Colorado Springs needs 250 why do you flight think, days. Why do you think that Wichita Falls is in a bowl? Why does it feel like everything goes right around us? Well, especially Shepard. It never hits Shepard. Nothing ever hits Shepard. It always splits around Shepard Air Force Base. Because we know from Air Force people that there is... Otherwise, I think China would be here. <laughs> I think they're just always like 50 miles offshore, and they can just, you know, like they can, they can be here in 48 hours <laughs> right. if, if Shepard had bad weather. Because, I mean, the, you know, the nuke plane was there, and the, the triangle shape, the black one? Uh-huh. The stealth bomber? The stealth? Stealth bomber, we had that in Wichita Falls. Nice. We're, we're definitely up, you know, in the upper echelon of the Air Force. <laughs> they just, they just Even though they're tiny. We were number 10 on the list that the Soviets would nuke us. Hmm. Mm. Nuke is old school. Now it is now, yeah. Now there's a new existential threat to mankind. Can't they the take weather. over your bank? Okay, the weather. Oh, yeah, who cares Today's about money Today's issue is all about the weather. Yeah. yeah. Money doesn't matter when you're dead. When they take over the money, we'll still be alive, but then when they turn on the weather machine, then we're dead. You know, the, the big blizzard? In Just Texas? Just this last? That killed the one, 60 people? There were like 50 semis on uh, I-35 mm -hmm. West in Fort Worth that smashed into the back of each other. Right. First, they were all trying to go in the fast lane, and there was no way to get out of it. Anyway, so it was a cold winter in Texas. I know... People had the water pipes bursting. There was, you know, millions in damage. Mm -hmm. Billions. The mm -hmm. coldest in 80 years. Yep. Yep. And, yeah. and so that was, that was a weather-controlled repercussion. Well, they just said that the subway in China was flooded in three hours with the amount of water that Germany had got over a week. And Germany just had, you know, huge mm -hmm. flooding. Another repercussion. So in 1900, Tesla, Nikola Tesla, applied for a patent for a device to transmit electrical energy through the natural mediums. It was issued in, the patent was issued in 1905. Wireless energy transmission was suppressed by businesses because you can't charge for the consumption if you don't know how much they're using. There was wireless technology in 1900, but nobody wanted to listen to Nikola's Tesla. And I think it's really cool because in 2015, my son said, man, someday they should invent wireless electricity. Because we had wireless internet, but he still had to plug his devices in. So he wanted to, he, he was like, you know, a 10-year-old thinking, man, we could have a wireless electricity. And, and, and then we found this out, that mm -hmm. in 1905, they already had it, but they suppressed it. Yep. Because you couldn't measure it and charge for it. 
Wireless electricity transmission opens the door to manipulating Earth's atmosphere. Ding, 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 ding. Then he uh, announced in 1934, Teleforce, in a letter to J.P. Morgan. He mm-hmm. actually wrote J.P. Morgan a lot. Tesla did. Mm-hmm. He Presenting him with all these ideas, right? Because J.P. Morgan was a money man. Yeah, J.P. Morgan was the one who bailed out the United States before the Great Depression even happened. There was mm-hmm. in the 1900s. 19 teens they they needed to bail out the stock market was going down to nothing and jp morgan was the one that the he's United the one States who saved money from and, mm-hmm. and one person so jp morgan and tesla talked about a directed energy beam yes that could reach 200 miles in space mm-hmm. and it would destroy an asteroid that would be coming to hit the earth it's it's kind of like your hundred thousand watt fm antenna or your nbc station well and it in in uh, the first thing I thought of was the Israel's dome. Yeah, the dome. Uh, the first thing I thought of was the Incredibles and oh. the girl. Right. <laughs> I think the dome is still just like Patriot missiles. Well, no, it's no. not lasers. No, no it's other, not lasers. It's, this it's isn't lasers seeking. either. What what it does is it basically Patriots. it basically puts a, a shield of you can't you shall not pass around wherever this teleforce is being directed mm-hmm. so it he made it so that countries could be protected from attack that was what his original idea was it was an invisible ball of energy surrounding wherever they had it he did this with his tesla coil 50 foot tesla coil yeah is that that's still smaller than a football stadium right well, the HARP technology is the modern manifestation of Tesla's teleforce. So, sometimes called the death ray. Mm-hmm. The HARP is called the death ray? No, the teleforce was sometimes called the te- death ray. Which was sung about on Pink Floyd's War of the Worlds, as you heard on the intro to this program. But Nikola Tesla actually... Um, like the peace ray better because he wanted it for protection, not for... He wanted it for defense, not for offense. Right? Well, guess what? Nikola Tesla died in 1943 alone in a hotel room. And two days later, the FBI seized everything. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Who, who's this next guy? Uh, John G. Trump was a professor at MIT and a, an electrical engineer, and he was serving with the National Defense Research Committee, and he's the one who went and analyzed Tesla's items when they seized them, right? So this is like the Warren Commission. On- <laughs> right. Well, the reason they took them, you know, it was in the 40s when he died, okay, and he was not... He was a citizen by then, but he was not, he was foreign born. So they used that, they knew he was brilliant and they knew he had a whole bunch of stuff, right? So they used his being foreign as an excuse to go grab all this stuff. Because they actually, the accusation was that he was gonna use this for illegitimate reasons, for, for a weapon. Right. They thought he was gonna use it for a weapon, but he was about peace. Right. And because they thought he was going to use it as a weapon. That was called projection because they wanted to use it as a weapon. Because they went in and seized it 
And so who's this John G. Trump? Who is this relation to our good old Mr. Trump? I don't know if he's even related. We'll he have was, to look that up. Yeah, he was just an MIT professor who looked at all of his stuff and basically said Tesla's nothing. He, he's a crazy man. He doesn't know what he's talking about. No, he, it said he wasn't dangerous. Right. He wasn't dangerous, yeah. so he shouldn't be charged or, well, you know, he was dead. But Yeah, yeah. All right. Don't worry about it, in other words. So he was, this Trump was a technical aide to the National Defense Research Committee. Now, you need to look a little deeper into that committee because I remember that name, and that was such a fluff name. That was a hidden name for something that was really high up, and it sounds like it's nothing. National Defense Research Committee, how innocent, right? right. That's got to become DARPA. Oh! I'll, I'll bet you're right. I'll bet you're right. Dude, nailed it because, twice tonight. Because it was, um, this was during, I think, Eisenhower? Was this during Eisenhower, 43? Like the OSS becomes the CIA. This yeah, is the yeah. old name for DARPA. Oh, yeah. there you it's go. Very, so they go on to like, invent the internet. Like, yes. who, was, who was the uh, the um, one that... Which was the ARPANET. <laughs> the one that became... Yeah. Oh, I'm just going off on a tangent. Never mind. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. They thought he was going to use these things as a weapon, right? So, guess what? After they seized it, <laughs> they decided to start using weather as a weapon. No way. They did. Against who? Vietnam. They made it rain or they made it stop raining? They made it rain. Operation Popeye. Because the they Vietnamese lived in tunnels underground. No. So they tried to flood the tunnels. No, it was it was just to extend the monsoon season so they could hide. So that they could get around better without being seen. So the Americans could get around mm -hmm. better? It they slowed the down the traffic. What did they do? Ooh, they seeded clouds? Yeah, they seeded clouds over Vietnam to extend the monsoon season. And then uh, it slowed down truck traffic and it was... Uh, more successful than they expected <laughs> their their operation called it make mud not war <laughs> <laughs> but they used it but, like, but don't you think that that caused a repercussion somewhere else in the world when the when the snow melts in the soviet union and you have spring battles mm -hmm. you can have too much mud from the melted snow yeah so this is this is an interesting point in the war when the U.S. has so many boys dying over there that they would rather not, you know, so this is like a defensive mood. I think the, the Vietnamese trucks that came from the Soviet Union uh, were not doing as good as these uh, Ford and GM trucks that we were sending over there. The Jeep. Mm. The updated Vietnam-era Army Jeep. Right. Was really vastly superior to these... Uh, horse-drawn carriages <laughs> that Ho Chi Minh and his boys like to get around. Well, I was thinking more, you know, like they probably even had like foot fungus and stuff. I mean, I'm just thinking gross grossness walking around in that mud for 60 days because that's how much longer it lasted. You know, I could just imagine all of the other things that it caused, but it slowed down everything so that they could be more strategic didn't help them win the war, but they really never had a point. They never had a, this is why we're there. This is how we're going to win stopping point. But <laughs> so, yeah, we'll talk about Vietnam. Vietnam later. Okay. Let's get over to yes. this, this controversy that's going on in this attempt 
to cover this up, mm -hmm. that they were actually using weaponism of war. There were senators testifying. I want to read something here. This is, this is a guy named Senator Claiborne Pell. Okay, rainmaking as a weapon of war can only lead to the development of vastly more dangerous environmental techniques whose consequences may be unknown and may cause irreparable damage to our global environment. This is why the United States must move quickly to ban all environmental or geophysical modification techniques from the arsenals of war. Mm -hmm. 1972. This is gain-of-function research on the weather. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then there's another one here. Oh, there's, it's longer. Gilbert Good of Maryland. Yeah, he was a congressman. Mm-hmm. Again, 1972. Yep. Same, same subcommittee. And he said, uh, if we start, basically his point was, if we start using weather as a weapon, then who's to say that when a U.S. plane flies a routine non-military mission near Chile, Egypt, or Tanzania, and by some quirk of fate, a major earthquake, flood, or forest fire stops, starts because we've been tinkering with geophysical warfare we could be charged with creating an environmental calamity that was not of our own doing so in other words he was saying if we start doing this we're going to set a precedence mm -hmm. and then people are going to blame the weather on us whether we did anything or not <laughs> just like anything big and corrupt like that it has to be kept hidden and compartmentalized with the highest highest right people. And they have to put that put out the fake news, like the fact that we just reported a few weeks ago that HARP was closed down in Alaska. We we saw the report from the government. Yep. HARP was closed down. Yep. The they government. Didn't, they didn't. The government say, isn't doing they anything. They didn't say well. turn it over to the university, and they just. But there's yeah. more on that too. There's more that more than the fact that it's still operational because they found out that they can only affect localized weather with this strength that they had from those small ray antennas. I mean, it's still. It's still a high-frequency beam that they shoot up there. Mm -hmm. It's high-frequency microwave. Right. But it's not strong enough, and it's not near as strong as a single 5G tower. But this is something about right. single? extremely low frequency. So right. That's the, this is, no, that's the elf, okay? That's elves. That's next. It's different, okay. yeah. You got ahead of us here, but let's go back to elf. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So... You didn't catch the 5G thing. Yeah, say that again. It can be directed down to a square meter, and they can target you. They can make you have a heart attack from the 5G tower. They'll focus three of those on your car. Your Tesla will explode on the road. Yeah, all those you things. Heard it here first. That's called the Havana Syndrome. That's actually yep. another episode, and they have that all over. But what mm -hmm. I'm saying is the 5G towers replaced the, the, the need, need for, for the having heart. 100 antennas in Alaska. They, the 100 antennas in Alaska couldn't do what a single... 10 times more stronger antenna can do in all the cities. So they spread all of the weather antennas around. So everywhere. Did you know that there was a 5G smart pole? So not a 5G, but a smart pole? Because these smart poles are a key to things too. They're only about 10 feet tall. A smart pole that goes in the cities, the things that has the cameras on it and knows the whereabouts and the lights and the... The automatic uh, run a red light camera. More, than, More that, than that, everything, the entire city's on the smart pole, okay? So in, in the entire neighborhoods, everything about that is in that pole. But on Christmas Day, when that... In Tennessee. In Na Nashville, Tennessee, and that guy that's supposed When the Grinch comes down on Christmas morning. Well... No, when the guy blew himself up in the RV on Christmas last year. 
Did you hear about that? He was in the parking lot, and he had a... No, he, he was, was in the street. He was in the street. Supposedly, he was in the street with his RV, and he was on 2nd Avenue in between two tall buildings, you know, on 2nd Avenue in Nashville, Tennessee, and supposedly he blew that RV up. But he didn't go into the parking garage and go next to a pillar. He didn't, uh Yeah. Mm-mm. No. The, but, but the story was that he blew up his RV right there. <laughs> I, I, but, 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 but ironically, I have this video that I stopped one frame into the explosion and the RV still sitting there. Oh, the explosion came from outer space? Yes, yes sir. Yes. Yes, it was a direct energy weapon. And you can, you can right see Right to that smart pole and there's a diagonal burn mark on the AT&T building if you look. You can see it. It's in our story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Digging deeper down U.S., go to articles and look up Christmas Day Attack. It's a mm-hmm. podcast, too. So, with the 5G towers mm-hmm. and, the, and smart the smart poles, this is where Lighten comes in. Okay. Lighten Canada. Lighten British Columbia. Okay. Okay. They're okay. saying that it could have been a huge lightning storm that caused this whole town to burn. Which there were thousands of lightning strikes. Seven hundred and twenty thousand lightning strikes in one night. In one night. And fire and brimstone. Well, not necessarily, but but these lightning strikes. If you look at the tracker, the pictures of the lightning tracker, mm-hmm. they look like parallel and vertical lines of lightning strikes. They look like a pattern. It's not a natural pattern by any means. So the, you're saying the ones that are parallel to the Earth, it's one cell phone tower electrocuting another cell phone tower? Well, I'm not sure about that. It, it was from top point. down. It was from top down, you're so you see down. the dots. Like this. If you're looking down into, say, like right now, down by Austin, there were some lightning strikes. Okay, these are the lightning strikes. Right now, they're just scattered all over, and there's just a few. Yeah. The red ones were within the last few minutes. Um, the yellow ones within the last 30 minutes or so, and they're active as soon as one hits and it appears on here. We had one the other night that was just a half a block away, right in the middle of the street, and I think I found the tree. I think so. Yeah. But anyway, there, when you're looking at this, this is a random pattern of a few dots. Okay, this lightning strike pattern in Lighten, Canada, which the entire town burnt to a crisp. Except the trees. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the wooden trees didn't burn. The, but the cars, the rubber on the tires melted. Oh, yeah. Oh, and did you see that video of the guy that stops by the place on the side of the road and he sees these tree stumps and they're all singed on the outside, but then you look on the inside and the wood isn't even burnt? Mm-mm. I didn't like see that one. wood, yeah. It's like, <laughs> and the tree's gone. And, like, it's just, like, singed off. Yeah, I got to show that one. I'll put that one on our article, too. This yeah. is going to be a really juicy episode. Uh, we're, I know we're going to go long on this one tonight. Yeah. Well, so um, Amazing Polly is amazing. She is a deep, deep researcher, mm-hmm. and she found this pattern of lightning strikes. And she also found that two days prior, two or three days prior, there was a notice to airmen to stay away from the HARP facility because it was, it was, they were going to be running some tests. Closed airspace. Mm-hmm. They closed, they closed the, airspace the airspace in above Alaska. Harp in Alaska out of a just a 
general warning yeah. to the no, that may not, that may not mean anything between the lightning strikes and this. Oh, oh, what you were talking about that Christmas Day? Mm-hmm. There was they called off. There was a notice to airmen on Christmas uh, that weekend. A notice to airspace: stay out of the airspace. But so you think that they kind of turned the power up on something there? And then, kind of as a consequence, lightning fell down, and it happened to be on this town. Well, it didn't happen. I don't think it happened. There was directed energy weapons. It's not random energy weapons. They just directed up there. It bounces off this cloud. It bounces off the ocean out here. Yeah. Well, you know, it could be. It could be. But another point she made was that in enlightened British Columbia, there is a specific doctor there who was vaccinating his uh, indigenous population of Lighton. It's it's very indigenous, she said. And they started getting sick. And so he started looking at it. And he started doing research, finding out why the jab wasn't working the way it was supposed to work. Did they lock him up? No. They burned down his town. Oh. Where was he? Um, there, there wasn't much loss of life, really. We should, we should get just, him a, on... As oh, a, oh yes. interesting. Hold on a minute. I know that really sounds weird, what you just said, but that is a absolute direct clue to the description of a direct energy weapon. Is direct energy weapons are created for minimal loss of life and majority loss of structure. Property. Property mm-hmm. damage only, loss of life. Well, like a, there was an EMP, you know, then you wouldn't be able to start cars, mm-hmm. the TV, nothing would work in the The job. electricity is out with an EMP, right? Mm-hmm. That's more of a wave than a direct. Yeah. yeah. EMP is... So, I mean, could you turn it off in all of Dallas or Dallas up to Plano, yes. Frisco? It's, it's controlled. If you just, right now, just look on Wikipedia, it's open information. Not that I like Wikipedia, but this is public information that uh, direct energy weapons can be controlled in several ways, but one of them is via satellite, another one is via aircraft, and another one is via land. There's a box about the size of a square TV that's about uh, 200, 300 pounds that you can wheel around. It's a like a ray machine. You can, like for a crowd, for crowd control, Wheel it up to a riot and go, and it boils everybody. They all get like nosebleeds and stuff, and they well, leave not the riot. not that not that deep, not to the nosebleed state, but it raises your blood temperature up to how many degrees? Two, I thought you said. No, I think it's a little a higher, three or four. Yeah, but it, it was it, enough to make you go. Raise, it raises your temperature enough for you to completely stop what you're doing and just back off. So we're not. We don't have to have a Tiananmen moment. Exactly. But the tanks are cheaper. I think some people are still going to prefer tanks and machine guns for crowd control. You know, I, it, unless you have a tank man. <laughs> they also, we also, they, the government also already has single ray guns, heat guns, to where it's just an individual, like a taser, that you can just shoot somebody and mm. back them off. During the riots in Washington, D.C., while Trump was in office at the church, when they burned the church down, they went in and voted whether or not to use them on the crowd. And Trump and crowd voted no, not to use the... EMP. The EMP guns. Yeah, right guns. So another thing control. that came up during all this research was the ELF radiation. Right, the, the low frequency. Extremely low frequency electromagnetic radiation. These waves are used in a variety of scientific applications, 
like remote sensing, sensing of lightning. So like the lightning app. I, I That's think where EMF, they, ELF starts. I think they kind of went uh, from finding submarines. There was some like underwater radar that is kind of the grandfather of this technology. Um, Sonar? You see this more I as think, just an extension of radio. radio. This is just radio. At a, well, very true because mm-hmm. Tesla was also involved in the first wireless radio communications or wireless right. telegram back out to a ship in the ocean. Yep, he was the first one to send a communication out to a ship. Okay, so mm-hmm. but but when they start using it to mess with the weather, very early the ethics debate said we should not do this at all. Like a total ban. Yeah. Congress and Senate were calling on it. They were calling on it in 1972. Just like they did in 1952 when they banned all nuclear radiation testing because did you know from 1945 or 6 to 1952 we set off over 1,000 nuclear bombs inside our own country or in our own ocean? Oh, like way out in New Mexico or over by Phoenix or something? Yes. And so then after space. they banned it, they did it in space. And guess what happened? Four percent decrease in our ozone layer, but it's because the cows in the cars, not because of the blowing nuclear up nuclear reactions. Bombs, yeah. They were so big that, in one case, the reason they actually banned it was a launch pad blew up and killed a bunch of people. So, just the outcries were too great. They just need to stop this testing. Yeah. So in '68, Moscow uh, pinpointed a pulsed magnetic field. That helps mental and physical, physio, physiological functions, and which ones do harm. So they figured out which ones can hurt you and which ones can harm you, or can help you. As far as ELF frequencies, there are frequencies that actually make you better, that help you heal. And this is the start of mind control. That's like you. There's like a massage, but they don't even have to touch you, and they just kind of send healing energy out of their hands. Well, yeah, but it's a but this is a radio frequency right. that they fa- discovered. But you get it from plants. So, so harp and other technologies can exploit the human vulnerabilities like that, like the mind control. In the 19th, and that sounds so sci sci fi. It just yeah, just sounds to- totally weird, but. This has been proven. I remember seeing a video um, of some U.S. scientists putting these helmets on these kids, sending the ELF frequencies through their brain to suggest to them to stop smoking or suggest, you know, just to help them change their behavior modification, right? That was ELF. In the 70s, the U.S. Navy released research showing that wireless ELF transmissions alter human blood chemistry. And then a couple of doctors showed that human nerve cells are affected. So it's not good for you at all. Then there was the Project Woodpecker. And and, uh, the Soviets were pulsing ELF waves at key brain waves and... It happened mostly in Eugene, Oregon. The mind control frequencies were experimented with in 1975, and it was affecting people in Oregon. I think that's when the long-distance running took off in Eugene. 
Oh, you think? <laughs> there was some there was some kind of radio wave that the government was putting out, and people were like, because normally you don't want to even walk across the, you know, people to, they they try to get the closest space to the front of the grocery store, and now suddenly people are going to run twenty miles. Oh, yeah. Well, Bernard Eastland authors the U.S. Patent four six eight six six zero five in August of 1987, in which he references Tesla's work as a source of historical contribution. It's entitled Method and Apparatus for Altering a Region in the Earth's Atmosphere, Ionosphere, and or Magnetosphere. Part of it reads, quote, Weather modification is possible by altering upper atmospheric wind patterns or altering solar absorption patterns by constructing one or more plumes of particles which will act as a lens or focusing device. He admitted in an interview that the Pent- he approached the Pentagon, but he wasn't at liberty to disclose about what. His device would, would allow a concentration of one watt per cubic centimeter compared to others only able to deliver about one millionth of one watt. So he had increased the wattage significantly. And then HARP research began, 1993. And in 1994, Eastland suggests that the HARP project looks a lot like the first step of what he was talking about. And it can overpower a sunspot. Oh, he can do, it can do a whole bunch. It's pretty crazy. Um, ELF exposure has been known to cause several side effects. Research has focused on carcinogenic, reproductive, and neurological effects. Other health effects include cardiovascular, brain, and behavioral, hormonal, and immune system changes. So it's basically messing messing with almost every system in the body. But that didn't say it could make a volcano go off. But it can make a population sick. Oh, yeah. Like one city block, or can you... you... No. But how about that weather? Where does own the weather fit in? Okay. The U.S. Air Force, if you want some official military documentation here, they published Weather as a Force Multiplier, Owning the Weather in 2025, published December 29th, 1997. Mm-hmm. There are profound military and economic advantages to controlling the weather, as is clearly stated in this official government document. U.S. military openly admits that they want to control the planet's weather and lays out a timeline for implementing assorted weather monitoring and manipulation systems. They tell you straight up front. Mm -hmm. So when they've been telling us that climate change is real. They weren't lying. They were telling us straight in our face, just like Obama's books, the audacity of hope and dreams of my father. His father's dream was to eliminate America and make Africa the homeland. So in 1997, they were actually expecting chemicals, chemical um, manipulation to increase and directed energy to get bigger and bigger. They expected smart clouds or nanotechnology clouds to explode in the... 2020s. This is in 1996. They already had all this in their back pocket. 
And nobody wanted to believe it. Nobody wanted to believe that our government isn't that corrupt. Our government isn't going to do something to hurt us. They want to keep us around. Mm -hmm. Took them five years to get really fully running, though, because HARP was fully functional under the direction of the Air Force, Navy, and the University of Alaska Fairbanks by 1998. Right. By 2003, the World Meteorological Organization noticed the sudden increase in weather events around the world. Mm -hmm. And then in 2004, they researched, Global Research published an article called Chemtrails, Aerosol, and Electromagnetic Weapons in the Age of Nuclear War. This impeccably researched article is one of the first to expose this issue to a widespread audience. Unfortunately, no one is paying attention. Our friend, Johnny, what's up? What's up, JC? What's up? Hey, you were right, man. You were telling us about chemtrails 10 years ago. Maybe yep. more. Sorry, brother. I mean, I believed you, but, you know, the rest of the people didn't, I guess. But there it is. So let me just do a quick little list about what's happened since 2003 when the WMO, World Meteorological Organization, noticed oh. that increase. Oh, wait a minute. There weren't any major really major events were they like a tsunami or something like that 2004 there was a tsunami killing 230,000 people the big one mm-hmm that was in 2004 right after they started playing with it 2004 and 5 the hurricane season set records Katrina Katrina Rita and Wilma were three category five hurricanes in one season never before 06 there is unprecedented flooding in the north northeast U.S. Then 07, there was the big freeze in California. In 08, there was a Hurricane Ike and a huge tornado outbreak. In 09, southeast U.S. drought was followed by devastating floods in September of that same year. And then in 2011, there were 10 separate events. There was a Groundhog Day blizzard, several devastating tornado outbreaks, the Mississippi, Missouri, and Soros rivers were flooding. Remember that? Hurricane Irene. And then there's more tornadoes toward the end of the year. 2012. Record-breaking drought and heat still persist. Hurricane Sandy hit and so almost every country is seeing increasing frequent and extreme weather events, many of which have been record-breaking. Mainstream media repeatedly blames greenhouse gas emissions as the culprit while totally overlooking advanced weather modification technologies. Mm. Mm. Apparently, decades of U.S. research uh, is a total failure. Or is this death and destruction merely collateral damage in a global weather war? It is the existential threat to mankind. These goofballs have been saying it for so long and now they're laughing at us because we didn't believe it mm -hmm. and now finally i can tell my friends hey you hey you convinced guys, me it is really real everybody you need to believe it's real if you don't believe they're controlling things that climate change isn't real and it isn't man controlled then you didn't listen to the last 35 minutes because it's real and so next time somebody tries to say oh you're one of those people who don't believe in climate change you can tell them the real story yep yeah, i believe in it Absolutely. i believe there is there is climate change. Absolutely. But why can't these scientists see that there are repercussions to messing with nature? God's perfect design should not be toyed with. Yet they're continuing to destabilize the weather with these experiments. Then they try to push blame on the cows and cars. 
instead of accepting the fact that their actions have caused global weather events. Nope, it's the cows in the cars. Yeah. Cow farts is what's causing it all. So And know. eating beef and all that stuff. And there's so much more in this article. Andrea did such an amazing job. But this, this oh, there's so much in here. Guys, you got to go to diggingdeeper.us and read the article section. Oh, it's incredible. We don't have time to cover the mm-hmm. rest of it, Andy. We really don't. No. And I, I didn't expect to cover all of it anyway. So Yeah. We it's gotta, just too much. Like I said, folks, do the research yourself. Don't believe us. Do the research on weather-controlled events and weather as a weapon because in this article, Andrea listed multiple military maneuvers which were openly called mm-hmm. weather war events that, that, that we Yeah. Oh, on. yeah. There's other supporting documentation at the bottom uh, all just, talking about several different um, operation this, operation that, operation, yeah. Yeah. Project Skyfire. Project. All, all these oh, things. yeah. Just... Yeah. Okay, go there, guys. We appreciate you listening to this news segment. This was, uh, we could almost call this one the ugly truth, but we have another segment planned for that tonight, and that's going to be the ugly truth of 9-11. I understand coming up in our next hour is the 20th anniversary of 9-11, a special commemoration episode coming up right here on your radio dial. Do not touch that dial. (laughs) Diggingdeeper.net with Brian and Andy Hale. And that does it for another edition of Digging Deeper. Visit our website to catch this podcast and many others anytime. You can also watch our live TV network, browse our on-demand content, read our controversial articles, or sign up if you feel led to join the cause for defending our Constitution. It's all on diggingdeeper.us. We appreciate you listening, and remember, visit diggingdeeper.us to learn more about what we're doing to bring truth to light.